0: Coffee Conversations about influencer marketing is brought to you by Influential, a strategic consultancy that takes the guesswork out of influencer marketing for your brand. We provide much-needed strategically crafted frameworks on how to implement influencer campaigns specific to your brand needs.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fabulous edition of Coffee Conversations about Influencer Marketing. And as usual, we are coming at you from our beautiful studios in Santon. And we have a special guest, Ika van Veeg, head of marketing, Granadilla, a very different insurance company. <laughs> welcome Indeed. to it.
0: Welcome to the podcast, Ika. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's lovely to be here.
1: Uh, thank you so much. And and before we, we carry on. Obviously not flying solo, my partner in influence, founder of Influential, the biggest, the best influencer marketing strategy company in South Africa, and Dolly Shek. Welcome to it, my friend. Yay.
0: You know, I always love these recordings. So. Yeah. But today we've got a very special person here. Exactly. Um, Ike is very interesting and uh, she's going to talk to us all about startups and influencer marketing.
1: Yeah. So please keep your ears peeled and let's get right into it. Just tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Oh, well, that's a surprise. I know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
2: as you said, my name is Ika. I'm head of marketing and customer experience management for Granadilla. I've been with Granadilla for the last six months, um, five and a half, six months. All right. And um, really before that, I had a combination of corporate and non-corporate and consulting jobs um, in banking, telcos, um, consulting, medical aids. Um, but I've really found my niche in digital, Okay. And the industry that I love applying it to is insurance. Okay. So for the last couple of years, my focus really has been applying my digital passion and skills, in, yeah. skills <laughs> in insurance. And being very entrepreneurial in nature, um, I've been looking for quite a long time for something quite like Renadella, where I could live out my passion and really play to my strengths. Yeah. So this startup, fast-paced, you know, always-changing kind of environment that I found in Grenadella suits me perfectly well.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and it's a, it's a great
0: challenge and, and a lot of fun to be in that environment. Yo, Ike, I don't think we often hear anyone say that insurance is their passion. Exactly. Yeah. Why insurance? I
2: think growing up, um, I've always had a fascination with money. You know how how do banks work? Where does the money come from? Like if I put my money in the bank, you know, what how happens? Does it work? Yeah, I remember as a kid being you know six years old and getting my first. Uh, it was a Standard Bank account, and every month I would get this little magazine in the mail from Standard Bank. That I remember those. And yeah, I was just always fascinated. Like I would read it like front to back, and like save all of the magazines and read them again and again and again. Um, and that's why banking was kind of a natural choice for me at some yes. stage. Yeah. But I really found that insurance is underrepresented and really lacking far behind when it comes to digital and innovation. 100%. And um I think as as important as banking is there are a lot of good people doing a lot of great things in banking making it more accessible for people but I found that you know in South Africa in the context of South Africa sure. those who are most at risk and in need of protection products generally tend to be left behind either because it's not inclusive or it's so difficult to understand yeah. or the means to have access to those are either through you know networks and brokers and that's you true. know things that are just usually um the realm of those who are already networked and connected yeah. or have some kind of financial literacy to fall back on and to understand it so i think yeah. there's there's a big job that we should be doing in south africa to make sure that the people who are the most exposed to risk have
0: Fair and equal, and easy access to the products that can protect them from them. Vote uh, for ICA, guys. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, on that, I think insurance is a very saturated market in South Africa. I think we all know it. Every day, you get bombarded by SMSs and emails, and please sign up. Please click here. Mm. Um, how does Grenadilla set itself apart? Like, what is makes you unique in the insurance space? In terms of what we offer and how we offer it. Um,
2: uh, so I'm not going to answer the question from the perspective of how we advertise because I think that's no. going to come out a little bit later in the yeah. podcast. But just in terms of who we are as a as a brand and as a company, what sets us apart is um, we recognize that you know having access to insurance is really like a pretty shitty experience, if you don't mind yes. saying it's <laughs> no, Lots that's of no. hoops and, you know, Monday to Friday, office hours, you know, you must have access to a computer where you can receive, you know, an email with a five-page long form and you must print it out and fill it in and scan it and, and fax it, it And yeah. it takes forever to get
0: feedback.
2: Or, well. you know, you know being able to afford or having the time to, you know, get onto a call center call for 40 minutes or, you know, that kind of, yeah. like, effort.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and what makes us different is that we... We looked at what when do you really need insurance? When does it matter most? Yeah. Um and it's really at the point of when you have to submit a claim and hopefully that claim will, you know, be handled as quickly and as efficiently as possible. Yes, and
0: there's no like small print that says, Oh sorry, you're not covered for this.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think inevitably there will always be small print and I'm using my fingers to you know, <laughs> yeah. kind of show the Yeah. Um because insurance is you know, it's, it's, a, it's sophisticated and, and it has to, you know, like the products have to work. So what people think is small print is actually just underwriting rules that
0: are there for a very specific okay. reason so that it doesn't get abused by people who. Look, you know, fair enough. There is a lot of people that would abuse it. Um, yeah. And then the small percentage of people who don't generally gets, get the wrong end of the stick. Well,
2: yeah, I can't comment on that because, I mean, it's, um, I think that's, that's a perception, whether or not that's the truth, I, I don't. No, and I'm not willing to have an opinion on that on air. No, that's perfect. But going back to what makes Grenadilla different is um, we looked at how we could use digital technologies, um, platforms and systems to re-engineer the claims process and then we worked it kind of backwards all the way back to the front of the the experience, Jane. Sure. Where at the point of you coming on board with Grenadilla for the first time, what kind of information do we need from you? How do we want to get that information from you in a way that is slick, easy, you know, without friction. Yeah. So that by the time you have a claim and you really need us, yeah, we don't have to ask you for all of that stuff over again. Oh, and we yeah. don't yeah. have to fill for like out forms and, you know. So we recognize that you've got your phone on you all the time and that's yes. that's the most personal device that you have. Yeah. So we ask ourselves how can we how can we empower you with what you already have, which is, you know, your phone. Yeah. Right. So our processes have really been designed to circumvent a lot of the manual, labour intensive, like human driven processes that you would encounter with a traditional insurance company. Yeah. So we don't have a call center, we don't have paperwork, we don't have office hours. You use your app to do a lot of the stuff yourself. Okay. And if you hit a snag, if you get stuck somewhere, then we do have a team that's available, you know, during office hours to help yeah. you just, you know, explain yes. to you or, or you know, manually in- intervene. But other than that You know, it's completely... That's wonderful. And that just means that, you know, for those of us who aren't necessarily able or allowed to step out during office hours to go and stand in a queue at a branch or, you know, to use your company phone to make a 40-minute, you know, call to your insurance provider. that You know, if you've got a phone and you've got access to the internet in a couple of seconds or minutes, you can take out insurance or submit a claim. Oh, that's great.
1: Uh, You are obviously a, a startup being in the market for slightly over a year how were you introduced to influencer marketing um I'll, I'll tell you why i asked that question is because the perception in the market is that you can only use influencer marketing uh, post the 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 growth curve mm-hmm. how are you using it as a as a startup
2: well firstly as a startup i think if we had to wait for you know post the growth curve before we started <laughs> engaging <laughs> with agencies you know it, it it would be a long time because yeah. as, as a startup you know we're only at the beginning of our growth curve which is very exciting so um in my in my days of being in big corporate environments um i wasn't a big supporter of influencer marketing just because i thought it was it was quite arrogant of brands to think that they could be <laughs> so imposing and you know like okay. a lot of the big brands did it in a way that i felt was you know mm. um we well, see a, a lot kind of f- undermining the, the the audience that yeah. they think would just you know fall for it because quite condescendingly you know, oh yeah, as well at um, times we so see a lot of bad um, top down
1: approach never hmm. does work eh?
2: yes. okay so to be yeah. honest that that was my impression and it was actually after one of the account managers at the salt um approached me and said look you know i don't know if you if, if you're considering influencer marketing but i'd yeah. love to explain to you what we do um and you know, I was like, "Cool, fair enough." Like, you know, let's give con- it a go. convince me, yeah. <laughs> convince me. Let's, you know, let's see where this goes. And I think the thing that changed my mind was the fact that all of a sudden, in, in the startup environment, um, we have a try everything mindset. We, we have to, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um And the the micro influencer strategy that that was pitched to me just made a lot of sense for us for where we were at at the time.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've got a couple of more leading questions on that topic. Um, I think on to that, obviously, startups don't have a lot of marketing budgets. Did that kind of also play into why you also would consider doing more of the micro or nano influence strategy?
2: Absolutely. I think, um, you know, having having limited resources and not just, you know, marketing budget, but also the amount of people that I have in the team, Um, you know, the amount of time that I have to launch a brand successfully, uh, I very strictly look at everything as an opportunity cost. So if I'm spending five Rand with with you today, where else could I have spent that five Rand somewhere else and what do I think the results would have been? So it's not always for us about, you know, where do we get the most return on investment immediately it's it's also to kind of understand where would I learn the most the the fastest
0: you know I like that approach actually I think all marketers should look at things like that
2: yeah so Mm. for us um yeah with with limited budget you know there was there was um for me that the trade-off was if I if I spend this money on a influencer or micro influencer campaign where else could I and would I have spent that money and what would I have learned from that and what what do I think I would have achieved from that from an awareness and conversion perspective? yeah, so it is early days for us and and I'm enjoying the process of you know failing fast and and learning as much as I can um, yes <laughs> but I think it's it's a failure if you don't set out to learn something in the process, and that's why mm-hmm. I've partnered with the salt because there's a mutual understanding and appreciation for. Insights and not just launching Correct. a campaign on day one and stepping back and you know and see ad- what happens and see what yeah. happens yeah. and you know on, on day one hundred you know then you kind of
0: get a report going like ooh yeah this, something this, didn't go really yeah, well Let's look
2: yeah. yeah so so for us I would I would honestly say it's a bit too soon to know whether or not it really works in terms of, of ROI because yeah. we've only been in the market for a very short amount of time yeah um, but I am learning a hell of a lot because what. What this micro influencer campaign allows me to do is to, you know, sit in and observe what our micro influencers are are doing and the conversation that they're having with their networks and social yeah. media. Yes. You know, I'm I'm not butting in. I'm 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 looking at it and learning and seeing the, pers- the per, you know, the perspectives that people have. No, exactly.
0: And I think that is so valuable for for clients or for brands to actually see what people are saying about them once people yeah. or influencers. Actively engage on on a topic yes. with them, and the beauty of being a startup is, you know, a hundred a hundred
2: customers for me is really valuable to hear their opinion of. Whereas when you a mega company, a yeah. hundred customers, you know, their voice gets lost somewhere. Yeah. So you know, it's still very manageable for me to really get first hand direct feedback from real humans whose names I know and I understand exactly how they're socially connected to their influencers.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, Amazing. As
2: opposed to it being aggregated into some kind of you know anonymous report where it just says, you know, a hundred people on Facebook said X, Y, and Z, you know, no, there's nuances there. Like who said that? Oh, it was that lady. Okay. But the context is that she's got a kid and, you know, she's a single mom and, you know, she's, you know, strapped for time. And, you know, it becomes a really important, I think, thing to get direct customer
0: feedback, you
2: know, mm-hmm. from real people, individuals. No, exactly.
0: And I think with, um, with Nano Influencers, they give you that feedback and in the startup of environment, like you were saying, you can look at the nuances, you can see what the context is and then also tweak your product absolutely so that it works better for your end user.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And and we have, um, you know, we on a, on a couple of occasions, I think um, you know, every now and again, based on what I see gets said in the conversations of our nano mm-hmm. influencers, yeah. um, we do go back to the drawing board and say, crap, there's obviously a misunderstanding of how, you know, excess works, for example. Yeah. Um, we need to chat to our influencers so that they don't, you know, miss the opportunity to potentially help explain this to people if they don't yeah. understand how it works or why it's a thing. Yeah. So, you know, having that backwards and forwards conversation between you and your influencers, um, it's not just about empowering them with marketing material to go and, you know, talk up your good game on your behalf. It's, it's also to understand where the misunderstandings or the, you know, the ill informed perceptions lie. Yeah. And then asking them to please help correct people who don't
0: maybe understand how our mm. product works. it's huge opportunities definitely
1: what what are some of the additional reasons why you are heavily invested in in nano influencers
2: additional reasons why (laughs) um i think for us if you think about awareness it's not a one you know one size fits all
1: yeah Mm -hmm.
2: Um, imagine if you are a mega corporate you know awareness might mean reaching the mass market you know <laughs> by the millions <laughs> yeah so your yeah. you know your, your target kind of looks very different from my target um as a startup and as, as someone who's playing in what is effectively not meant to be a niche industry forever but still niche because it's starting out like in south africa insure tech is not an established you know sub-sector of insurance yeah There's, what is insure tech sorry let's just explain that um it's using technology in the okay. process of getting and maintaining your insurance from your insurance provider got in it a, in a way that I guess for all the reasons I explained earlier yes. yeah. you know makes it just more efficient um, you know convenient, convenient more accessible um, and also potentially and hopefully has an impact on the cost of the product yeah. okay right.
0: thank you now we all know what that means sorry <laughs> carry on
2: <laughs> so f- for me um, we all know that it's ridiculously expensive to launch a new brand yes. in any market and launching a insurance brand in a market like South Africa where we've got a lot of big and established insurance companies already, yeah. this kind of compounds that challenge. You know, It's really an expensive exercise. So you know, I'm happy if I have the opportunity to tell 10 people about Granadilla who didn't know about Granadilla you know, yesterday. That yeah. for me is yes. like great. That's that's like, that's, yeah. that's awareness. Little by little, we're so eating a this huge elephant. from zero. Correct. Because yeah. I don't have the budget yeah. to do, you know, six months of mm. TV, radio, print, advertising campaigns yeah. that are r- racking up, you know, bills in, in the millions.
0: Yeah. exactly. So
2: for me, it's that network effect of building a good relationship with our micro influencers um, and also treating them like our own customers. You know, so our mindset has really been to you know invest time in them as an individual not
0: just as a marketing tool or a sure, mouthpiece I think that's for very us.
1: important we hardly ever see that coming through yes yeah
0: and it is very important yeah. because those nano guys are the your true authentic guys on the ground yeah. they aren't the big guys with millions of followers which means mm-hmm. they're so authentic when they talk to their networks like yeah. you're saying and from them that that's in in their network will go hopefully if they have a positive experience will tell 10 of their friends Mm. and so it builds yeah so
2: for me yeah it's not just about the opportunity to you know tell people about the product hoping that they will convert them into sales at the end of the day it it really is a awareness job as well in in an environment where i don't have deep pockets to run expensive awareness campaigns that that out-compete you know the the bigger guys in
0: the <laughs> yes. market, and I think that smart as smart as as startups, you have to kind of look at the alternative ways because we can't compete with the big guys. Yeah. we have to find different ways. Of well, we can't of compete with ad spend. No, but we can certainly no. compete with other in terms of the
2: hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Yes. especially yeah. <laughs> your offering, and it,
0: if it is more tailored and things, people do gravitate towards that. Yeah. they don't want to feel like just another number in a system. Mm-hmm. And I think you guys are very very good at that. Mm-hmm. Um. So, obviously, listening to you, um I would say nano influence is quite a big part of your your marketing strategy at this point. um How big a part is it, and what's kind of the other elements of your strategy at this time? if you can discuss that that's a difficult one because
2: um it's because it's a new sub you know sub sector of the industry it it is quite competitive yes. um so we don't generally discuss. Our, yeah. our tactics That's why I was pushing my luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, it's 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 actually one of the benefits of being small and startup is yeah. no one's publishing your results and no one is, yeah. you know, publishing what your ad spend is and, and we don't have true. to disclose any of that. So we, t- we tend to be quite guarded about how, what we fine. do and, and yeah. how we do it. But yes, I can say that, you know, it is a big part of what we're doing at the moment. Amazing. And our focus as a digital brand is predominantly to be digital first and foremost of
0: course it fits with your brand (laughs) correct so
2: you know i'll i can't tell you necessarily what we do but i can tell you what what we don't do and probably won't do anytime soon and that is to you know play in the very traditional outdoor um uh, radio tv marketing space not because it's not effective just because we are you're a digital company we're a digital brand we're a digital company and we appeal to people who are already digitally active and proactive yeah so I don't want to catch you on a TV ad and then no. you try and call into a call center, hope to speak
0: to a call center agent if, if that is your way of dealing with insurance providers. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that also just comes back to aligning your marketing with your own brand and your own values. Um, and we often don't see that, um, especially the big guys who just, they just kind of don't really look at the alignment. They just go, marketing. Let's mm. do everything and anything and reach everyone. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, Where well, I think a tailored approach is much more effective, because you might reach not the masses or the smaller markets, but you're reaching the people that you want to reach. Mm. It is your target yeah. market yeah. that you're speaking yeah. to. And that being said, I mean, there's
2: there's a lot to be said for having a marketing mix that that works well. Um, and who knows? I mean, in in a year's time from now, I might have a different opinion or answer sure. yeah. the question. And and you know, like I said, we are trying a lot of stuff know I am trying a lot of print with our digital to see how they work together and if they work sure. together yeah. you know influencer with you know with with branding um, like those things you, you kind of have to have more than just one yeah. pencil oh, in, definitely. Your, in your, exactly, in your yeah. pencil case yeah. so I don't know what the optimal marketing mix is for us just yet
0: and I think um, it is the thing that evolves all the time as absolutely. well because especially in digital things just change yeah. all the time Correct. and you kind of have to be on your game there
1: Okay. And And, in your trying out, do you foresee um somewhere downstream, do you foresee yourselves incorporating your micro uh into your your macro influencers into your broader strategy
2: because we are so small, like we don't have a big and a small strategy, you know yeah, so right now they they are part of our bigger strategy
0: um uh, but would you ever kind of enlist the help of like macro influencers like your celebrities um that's an interesting
2: question. I think my my assessment of influencer marketing hasn't changed that much from from before when I mentioned I was a bit skeptical. <laughs> yes, yeah. um, and I think it's just because, um, and maybe it's just the example of brands doing it really badly. Is that you know too many times I've I've seen that, that arrogant kind of. You know, if yeah. if I slap my product onto a celebrity, then their followers, you know, will and must yeah. you know, buy it, um, yeah. and, and that shines through because that's obviously their intention. So you know, it often comes through in execution. So I think mm. the answer to your question is um, yes. I think if, like I've been convinced with the micro influencer yeah. approach, if if I if I can become convinced that there's a better way of doing it that fits our brand better future then absolutely yeah. and also yeah. execution wise execution I would assume, execution execution yes. so at a at a conceptual and strategic level I'm I'm not anti using macro influences right. it's at the execution of that that I think it's it sometimes fails and at Grenadilla, we are extremely passionate and guarded about the experience that we give our customers and that experience is not mm. just when you take our cover. It's everything from the way that we advertise, the, journey, the way yeah. that we talk to you. So, you know, we're not salesy, pushing things down your throat. We'll never be that. And yeah. that doesn't build good relationships. Yes, and it does not. We're 100% <laughs> after building good relationships. And, and that's
1: a refreshing uh, departure from the norm because insurance companies are known for being... Sale, sales all over their uh, clientele
2: and what is the yeah. one thing that you hate about insurance companies exactly
1: that they, that's quite yeah. refreshing
0: they're the reason i got true caller on my phone <laughs> <laughs> like no thousand spam reports no yeah. thanks <laughs> yeah. um so i think to that point uh i've gone through um or we know that you have obviously social media channels because part of digital strategy you have to have mm-hmm social media because you know people go there look what your brand is about and then click through and all that jazz because humans are wonderful we don't believe things we want to see things
1: yeah
0: (laughs) and do you use user-generated content um, and maybe use some of your influencers content down the line as um, content for your social media strategies we've been quite
2: careful to not spoil our, our influencer campaign execution for, for now. Okay. and That's why we're kind of keeping an eye on, you know, it's, it's only our, our third month of, of running the, the campaign. Sure. Um. So we've been really just sitting on the peripherals, just looking in and seeing how they talk and the kind of content that they create. And yeah. we've been really impressed with it, but we've been careful not to look like that brand that's now imposing and like, you know, yeah. sure. rocking up to the bride uninvited. Um, <laughs> um, so I think the answer is yes, we will, as soon as we figure out how to do it in a way that is respectful sure. to the communities where this content gets created organically, you know, where there's interest and in, in context.
0: I really yeah. want to say, I love your approach to marketing. It's, it's all just very respectful to the end user exactly, and yeah. to build relationships instead of saying like, I want to get my brand in front of you. And I just want you to love it. Look, we we do want that. Um we absolutely do want that <laughs> but, but in a respectful but that's way. The thing. Yeah. I think,
2: you know, there are shorter ways and shortcuts to to achieve that. Um yeah. but I just don't believe it's at this point worth the potential expense of ruining someone's impression of us. You know, and because we are new and, and, and small and growing, like I said, like bad taste in ten people's mouths becomes, you know, yes. ugh they each tell you know yeah. n- nine or ten people yeah. that's a hundred plus people that I won't have the opportunity to convert again yeah, yeah. So, uh, that's why I'm very guarded about the kind of experience that people have with us right now um across the board because I really want people to guess, trust you. like us yeah. for the right reasons Definitely. because you know building trust takes time and it only takes one campaign executed really badly to change that <laughs> Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Water. What is your approach when it comes to paid media on the big platforms like your Facebook, um, IG, and Twitter? And how how do you approach the the search?
2: Try side everything as least <laughs> at least once.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: we um, we went from you know spending a lot of time and effort into building our our technology and our and our insurance products. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, before we switched on marketing, because we wanted to make sure that when we switch on marketing, people are coming into an environment where stuff works. Sure. Um, so important. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we've we've been trying to be as agile as we possibly can. So in a insure tech environment where we work very much in the, you know, sprint development type yes. of fashion, yeah. we've applied a lot of those principles to marketing. So, I, you know, I didn't coin the phrase, but, you know, I talk about us doing agile marketing to kind of, you know, make sure that marketing keeps up with the same pace as what's happening elsewhere in the business. Yeah. Sure. So our approach to paid marketing, big or small, um, doesn't matter if it's on Google or Facebook or little Instagram campaigns here and there, yeah. is to really, you know, break everything into little bite-sized chunks and having mm. no holy cows about Shopping, changing, cutting yeah. stuff. If it, you know, if it
0: looks like it's not working, yeah. I, I think that's also the benefit of being in a startup that you can do that. Absolutely, there's yeah. not so much red tape that said, "No, for the next six months, this is what we're doing." Once you you do your A/B testing or things don't work, you can easily just switch it out. Absolutely, um, and that actually speaks to that environment that I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. That I was looking
2: for something that would allow me to be, you know just playing to my strengths. Um, yeah. You know, If you're in a startup, you you have to take ownership. Doesn't matter whether you are the most junior person in the company or not, that's exactly. what's required from you. And you need to be able to wear different hats yeah. and you need to be very decisive because every single day, you could could and should be making decisions that either advance or, or slow down the business. Sure. So that's, that's kind of what, what we approach, you know, what, that's our approach in marketing as well, is yeah. don't be scared to make decisions keep an eye on everything every single day you know make sure you understand the results and don't wait too long before you make decisions because you know the strength of, of um, a startup in, in the insurance space is our ability to run fast and
0: that has to happen across the board yeah. yes and I suppose also before it's um, out there for like millions of people to see you want your product to work properly because otherwise someone else will come and undercut you.
2: Correct. Yeah. You know, oh. so we we do occasionally. Um, you know, we'll we'll pick up some issues, either on the on the like operational processes side or on a product that you know we're getting some feedback from people saying, oh, I wish it could do this or and you're you like,
1: know.
2: Yeah. And wish like, granted, cool. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> you know, just give me a minute so I can pause the advertising on that product line,
0: pull it mm. off for a day or two. You know, make some improvements, put it back up, and then we it's you know, yeah. so wonderful actually yeah. I think a lot of people are so scared to go into startups but when you speak to someone like you it's actually the the benefit of that just comes out you listen to people your strategy is literally informed by the data out there that you can see it's tangible and absolutely. you can change it on the fly absolutely and I think going back to your earlier question about what we love about micro
2: influencers is um, it's not just de-identified data you know it's yeah. it's real people that we have real conversations with and yeah. I think there's there's um, you can love technology as much as as we do at Grenadella, but never lose the human aspect of it because yeah. people yeah. still like to know that there's a real human who cares, of you know, yeah. behind the scenes. True. True. So we we still call our customers every day. So like, I, I noticed you made a change there on your policy, or you know, you've you've added another product there. I just want to know why. You know, can you maybe tell me what it is that's working for you, not working for you, and we. Take this to heart, we document this. You know, this, this is for us a great way of doing research of yeah. um, because we're not so big that we, you know, just don't have the systems and the processes 100%. to have direct yeah. you know, contact with our customers on a daily basis. I love that.
0: Um, so I want to ask you, for someone who is in your position or a marketer, maybe sitting in a, in a, not a startup, but maybe anywhere else, what would be your biggest piece of advice to them, especially in startups? Um I think my biggest piece of advice is um
2: spend a little bit of time to figure out where you need to start and then go for it. Um I think there's often a, a frantic like, you know, without questioning we just have to try, you know, be everywhere or like apply what I did in my previous life, my previous mm-hmm. job, yeah. and my previous yeah. <laughs> yeah. sector or whatever, you know, to to where I am now. Um if you're making that transition from a big corporate to a startup, or if you're starting, you know, as a young person and you join a startup, I think um, afford yourself a little bit of time once you get into your role to assess the situation at a high level. You know, what are the products that we're selling? Who do we want to sell Mm -hmm. it to? Um, What do I need to do my job, you know, in in the right way? And then do a bit of housekeeping. So in in our world, uh, as an example, um, I wasn't willing to spend any money on marketing before I had more visibility of what happens on the bottom line. So okay. we yeah. spent a bit of time on analytics even before we did marketing strategy. I was like the Love strategy life. the strategy will reveal itself to me over time as I learn more from you know, being in the market and trying to sense as, as well to our customers, but we, you know, we we work quickly to you know automate some reports that I get daily, so I can see immediately what you know what I did yesterday had an impact, and I can see tomorrow what that impact is. Um, and setting up measurements to to survey and talk to our customers mm-hmm. every single day, because at any point in time, I want to know what I can improve. Yeah. Um, and developing this, you know, high level strategy and taking five months to do it. Um mm-hmm. you know, in, in this sterile lab environment <laughs> <Yeah>. is completely <laughs> void of real customer feedback and experience. Um and you need to you need to build and implement the ways to get that feedback. Yeah. And that feedback is directly from your consumers, so don't be scared to talk to them, yeah. phone them up. And another way is to actually like see the data, you know, measure measure the data you that's know, coming into and the And I business.
0: think that's it's a big thing and also an influencer marketing and, and strategy that, that we always instill in clients is Especially if they're like, oh, I don't know about this, or I had bad experience before um, with influence marketing. And you ask them, what did you measure? What was mm. your, act- your, your objectives? And a lot of the time they don't have measurables. Mm. And I think that speaks across the board with, for marketing. Like you say, you need measurables in place so that you can actually see what's making a difference, what's Absolutely. not, and where yeah. you need to tweak Absolutely. and go. True. Yeah. And I mean, everyone's got a different
2: product. But for us, it was really important to understand what, you know, how long that tail was from if you see my advertising today to the point where you end up buying my product. You know, does that happen within seven days, 30 days? You know, how long does that take? And every company is different. You know, it depends on the products and how big the decision-making process is. You know, Um, I always use the example of if you're thirsty, the moment that thought comes up, you go to the shop, you see a Coca-Cola ad, you buy the Coca-Cola, like all of that happens within, you know, minutes. Yeah. Whereas if you want to buy a new car, you know, the moment that thought comes up that I need a new car, it could be months before you end up buying car. Lots of research. Car. So, you know, understand your customers buying, you know, behavior, decision making, mm. and, 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 you know, that will also give you an idea of the kind of cycles that you need to work in in yes. marketing. You know, so do I plan for seven days ahead or do I plan for 30 days ahead or,
0: you know, 'Cause that yeah. also gives context to how you measure success. Exactly. Do you Good, have any uh, yeah. any last words for us before we let you go?
2: Don't be penny wise and found foolish. Is that is that how to explain? I think it? that <laughs> actually sounds right. I was just thinking as well, is
0: that right? But it sounds about right. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, th- I think there's um you know, there's there's this thing in a startup environment where you know you don't have deep pockets but that doesn't mean you shouldn't be you know you shouldn't be too scared to spend anything like constantly ask yourself what do you need to do your business better and then Mm. you know justify that that. but still be frugal innovation really comes from you know frugal environments where you don't have money to throw at the problem Um, it's for me it's it's great for for the startup environment to put yourself into some boxes where you know maybe one day you need to do some copywriting, and if that's not your core skill, then you know so be it, but you're not going to hire an agency anytime soon to no. do it, yeah. so you know, so best, best you get onto it. <laughs> um, so don't be scared to apply your hands to some of the stuff mm-hmm. that you are interested in or might have hidden talent for, um, but if you need certain tools to do your job, invest in them, get them, because otherwise it holds you back, and time is everything in the startup environment. So the longer yes. you wait to get yourself up and running and, and in the market, um, the more you hurt your chance of future success.
1: Yeah, That's Thank such pearls so of much. wisdom. Thank you so much for all those pearls of Thank wisdom. Um, you. Thank you. I wish you, you could <laughs> continue this, but obviously we can take this online and uh, interact with our listeners. How do they get hold of you?
2: Um, so for anyone who wants to see what Granadilla is all about, the the best way would be to go onto your app store. So if you've got an Android phone or an iPhone, your respective app store, you just search for Granadilla. Um, you'll see our beautiful little Granadilla fruit logo okay. download the app um, there's no commitment you can just play around you know it takes you a few minutes to to get a quote yeah. um, just try us out like you know people generally go that's a great that's a great idea and then you know, you said, but it's really quick. Just try it. And like, okay. but yeah. I can't comprehend just how easy it is. And I yeah. just, just do it. Where, where's, the, where's the the, trick, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it's it's actually, I mean, we always joke about how the first person you'll ever talk to at Grenadella is Nandi. And she's a, a bot, a, an artificial intelligence oh. bot. Okay. And we, you know, created it specifically to help new customers who just download the app to navigate their way from, you know, the first point right up until the point where you get sure. a quote for whatever item it is yeah. that you want to get cover for. And Andy's great. Like she's helpful, and you know she never takes sick, sick leave. And <laughs> we, we do like that about seven. parts, don't we? <laughs> <Yeah>. Now <laughs> so, it makes yeah. sense
1: why you are a very different insurance company. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank guys. you so uh, much. And where do our listeners get hold of you?
0: Um, please get hold of us at Influential SA uh, without the I. Please, guys, remember start with the N. Uh, we're on Twitter and we're on LinkedIn. So please yeah. connect with us and please send us. Um, messages of who you would like to hear on the podcast. Um, if there's any topics you're interested in, please let us know because we're all about you. Yeah. And you, Cinti?
1: Uh, don't forget to subscribe. Uh, hit the subscribe button. Please. And let's keep the conversation going. Uh, catch the podcast, Influencer Marketing uh, on Facebook.
0: We're everywhere. Yeah. Facebook, you can connect with our official page. So yeah. um, just keep up to date, follow us there. But then when you click on the link to actually listen to us we're literally on every single platform exactly, that you have yeah. available yeah. Uh,
1: thank you to everybody at home mm. in your cars in the gym until next time we love you but we have to leave
0: you. thank you so much guys till next time